Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you thought you had to travel far to savor the Pad Thai of Bangkok, or to taste the pastries of Paris, take another look. With two times total points at grocery stores, your same kitchen can come with more cuisines. Sapphire Preferred from Chase. Make more of what's yours. Dollar up to $1,000 in purchases per month from November 1st, 2020 to April 30th, 2021. Account subject to credit approval. Card issued by J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast, sponsored today by our friends at Team Hockberg, 56david.com and 855-56-DAVID for all your mortgage needs, and Dr. Squatch. Go to drsquatch.com, use promo code I'mFAT20 to save 20% off. I am Rick Camp, alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski, and Jay, we're getting closer and closer to Christmas. There's, I think, a little bit of snow outside. It's getting colder out, and it's really starting to feel like winter. And I feel like this is about when the fats really thrive. While everybody else is layering up more and more and more, we just need that one extra layer, and we're good. Yeah. I went out yesterday with a zip-up hoodie, and I was good to go. That's all. That's all I needed. I have found, though, Rick, that I'm less tolerant of the cold than I used to be. I think it's just oldness. Yeah, I was just going to say you're old, so <laughs> yeah. that's that. I, I think that's what I'm like, ah, cold. Rah, I kind of grumble and get mad about it. But yeah, the holidays are here. That means holiday food is here. We're going to get to that and a whole lot of other stuff. But of course, we want to tell you how to get in touch with us. I'm fatpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at I'm fatpod. If you'd like to help out the show financially, patreon.com slash I'm fatpod. We've got our merchandise shop open at T Public. There are a bunch of sales running at T Public now through December 12th, my birthday, by the way. All classic tees are 14 bucks, and everything else is up to 30% off. Make sure you follow that link in our social media bios to find the correct link to our tea Public shop. Uh, there are pretty much sales from now until Christmas, but now through the 12, 14-hour classic tees and up to 30% off everything else. So if you've got some shopping to do with tea Public, even if it's not I'm Fat Podcast stuff, use our link because it helps us out. We launched a new design on Friday. It's got a big picture of Santa. And it says St. Nick, patron saint of the fats, and he's wearing an I'm Fat Podcast t-shirt that is stretched over his uh, protruding belly. 
It's pretty great. So go check that out on our Tee Public shop. I think you'll enjoy it. But all of our designs are on sale. Uh, and of course, rate, review, subscribe, all those great things. Those Apple reviews are like gold to podcasts. So if you got a podcast you love like this one, rate them five stars and write a nice review on iTunes. All right, Rick, you mentioned it. Uh, that's where we'll start today. Yesterday, did my weekly grocery shopping for my parents. Mm-hmm. And I realized, like, you know, there's a twinkle in the air. There's wrapping paper available. That must mean that the Archway Christmas cookies are available. So I head to the cookie aisle. Head to the cookie aisle. I obviously grabbed the family size double stuff Oreos because that's a given. Of course. I got the okay from Hope on the grocery list. Pick out some cookies. I'm like, Sky Point. Uh, so I came home with four different boxes of cookies. Uh, so I got the family size pack of Oreos, double stuff Oreos, of course. Mm-hmm. Then I got the Archway Bells and Stars. Those are Hope's favorite. They were like kind of cakier cookies. They're not real crunchy. They got a little bit of a cakiness to them, but they still have the red and green, you know, sprinkling on them. They're very, very beautiful, very, very uh, Christmassy. And I get the Santa's favorites, which are made by Salerno. Those are the anise flavored bells and stars, and there's a candle and there's a tree. Those are my favorite Christmas cookies. So two boxes of bells and stars, Santa's favorites, and a big old thing of Oreos. Oh, yeah, I got some bananas, too, So because I'm healthy. Uh, What's her name? <laughs> Who? Your niece. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't make my joke, by the way, because uh, I always call they are a niece and they used to be called jingles, holiday jingles. And I used to I still call them anus jingles. That's like the joke I have with Hope. Like, hey, I need some anus jingles. Um, and then she says, no. And I'm like, no, I'm talking about the cookies. And then she says, oh, OK, go get some cookies. Nice. Uh, so I did not make that joke because it's a family podcast. Uh, but you had to bring it to a niece, which I didn't even think of right over my head. See, that, that's, you know, that's why I make the big bucks is for bad dad jokes like that. I'm not even a dad, but my dad joke game is elite. You are. You're ready. Whenever it's time, Rick, you're going to be like out of the box ready for dad jokes. It's going to yes. be amazing. But what are your favorite um, maybe Christmas cookie, like store bought Christmas cookies? Because I know we're going to get the holiday treats in our Ask a Fat segment. Uh I mean, when I think holiday cookie, the first thing I think of and maybe this isn't as direct as yours but i always think and i've mentioned them before the white chocolate covered oreos or the white fudge covered oreos to me that's a christmas cookie that is because it you really don't see it until after thanksgiving yeah and then pretty much once new year hits it's gone they were so those are by far my favorite so if you have a jewels by you which is where i shopped yesterday I forgot to get to this. So they, the Archway Christmas cookies were not in the cookie aisle. And I'm like, dude, what the hell? I ask a guy, a Jewel, like, hey, Jewel guy, where are the cookies? He's like, oh, they're in a special display. They had mm-hmm. all the holiday cookies in one part of the store. Yep. And included, Rick, were your favorite, the uh, white chocolate covered Oreos. And they are holiday themed because there's a snowflake on the box. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's the, all that matters. Exactly. That makes it holiday. Uh, oh, before we forget, and by we, I mean me, I want to shout out a place that we've mentioned a couple times now on this podcast, uh, Okay, Fredo's Culinary Kitchen. Yes. Because, now mind you, by the time this is released, this won't matter, but I do want to tell everybody about it, and it's been put on the so- <laughs> and it's been put on our social medias at I'm Fat Pod. In honor of mentioning their giant 13-inch mozzarella stick that they've been working on. 
They are now today. Today we are recording on Sunday morning for those keeping score at home. Today they are releasing for one day only the 13-inch El Masivo Gringo mozzarella stick. It's taco seasoned pepper jack mozzarella stick with homemade salsa verde on the side. Yes. Yes. Give me that. And the best part is the picture that they have because they have like a Sharpie, a mozzarella stick, and then like this thing. And it just shows how <laughs> ignorantly huge the thing is. So yeah. head up to Schaumburg, uh, you know, to check out Fredo's just in general. What's because, the si- how can we describe the size of that? That would be like a, uh, I mean, like half a nunchuck. Like, I, I mean, it, it's it's literally a ruler and then another inch. Yeah, and, but it's also it's also it's also got some round. thickness to it. Yeah. yeah, and we are down with the thickness. Yes, it's a. Uh, it's, it's substantial. I think one would be a meal. And you've had them. You would know better. Yes. Is one enough to, to sustain you? Uh, close. Okay. Very close. Well, you might as well get two just to be safe. Yeah, exactly. Right. But yeah, so shouts to uh, to Fredo's Culinary Kitchen up in Schaumburg. Uh, definitely give that place a try. Well, another place, Rick, that does get mentioned a lot on the podcast, I finally got to try. Friday night, or Friday, I had the day off of work. Addie had the day off of school. And I'm like, screw it. Let's go try. A, I love fries. Nice. And, uh, and what is that? Lombard? It is Lombard, right? Uh, Villa Park. Villa Park. You're right. Thank you. Uh, so Hope and Addie and I got in the car, went to I love fries. And I really, first of all, we talk about small businesses adapting during COVID. Mm-hmm. I was very confused because I, I was trying to go in, yeah. <laughs> but I saw only one door and then there was a, a, rack a steel in rack in front of the door. I'm like, well, where's the other door? And there, there was a guy waiting. He's like, no, no, just open it, and that's the counter. I'm like, oh, okay. So it was like a takeout window. That was great. Mm-hmm. Ordered. There's one dude working there, working his ass off. I got the chicken and waffle fries, which was uh, a mixture of waffle fries and regular fries, p- chunks of fried chicken, powdered sugar, and then they had a spicy maple syrup Ooh. to go over it. That was delicious. Hope got the vegetarian euro plate but then she added chicken because she doesn't like the lamb of a euro so she just wanted to add chicken to it and then addy (laughs) she she got the most egregious thing ever it was like (laughs) you uh, showed me the picture and i was like oh my god are there even fries in there i like tried to pick the box up and it almost broke my wrist so it was (laughs) fries obviously chili nacho cheese and she's like i want to add bacon so she added bacon to it, and I think I ordered it wrong. I think she wanted. I think she wanted chicken, nacho cheese, and bacon, and okay. I think I might have said the wrong thing. So we added the chili too. So it was just this monstrosity of food, um, and she loved it. Like the three of us were in our car, groaning like, "Oh, this is so good! Oh my god! Like try mine, try mine! You gotta try mine!" It was amazing. My fear with the place was that. Fries can be finicky, mm-hmm. and if they're not perfectly hot and crispy, they're not going to be good. It was a little bit of a wait because everything was made fresh. Everything was made to order. Everything was piping hot. The fries were crispy. Everything was great. Everything held up under the, um, you know, under the mass of the cheese or the sauce or whatever was topping or the everything the on Andy's. or the, right or the literally everything <laughs> on earth. The fries maintained their stability, and that was a big thing for me. They knocked it out of the park. I loved it. It was great. We're going to go back. I'm telling friends all about it. And I introduced myself to the 
owner. I said, hey, we got a podcast. You should check it out. It's at the I'm Fat Podcast. And I, Rick, I got to send you a sticker. They have a little mailbox out there for their, you know, for their mail. Mm-hmm. And that's what a mailbox is typically for. But people have put bumper stickers on it already. <laughs> yeah. So I got to send you an I'm Fat Podcast because if people are eating it, I love fries. That is a really great way to meet our people directly. Seriously. <laughs> like, you know, because I told I told the owner, like, yeah, it's called uh, the I'm Fat Podcast. He's like, oh, yeah, that sounds like something I'd enjoy. Like, nice. yes. Yeah. Definitely. So I think it's just him and his wife, right? That run the place. Um, I think they're. I don't know if it's their kid or there are young. Because like I've gone more late afternoon, and it's more like a couple, like a kid at okay. front. So maybe it's their kid, maybe it's someone else. You know, maybe it's just an employee. But uh, no, and then like that little area is kind of cool too. Like it's almost like a little old school downtowny type area. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I love fries is that I know there's like a Mexican restaurant across the street that looked intriguing. If you Mijo's go tacos, yeah, and then if you go like uh, towards St. Charles Ave from there, so like the next thing over, there's a strip mall, and in that strip mall is where there's a uh, Cuppy's Bakery, mm. which is right next to a coffee shop. So a lot of people that are I'm assuming are retired uh, go there and they just hang out. They go grab their cup of coffee. They get excuse me, get something from the bakery and they just kind of hang out in front of the building. It's kind of like a cool, cool. yeah, it's kind of like a cool little thing. And it's like more old school. There's also like a deli there. That's like one of those where it's like a a deli and also kind of a little bit of a a grocery store. And also there's an ace and something else. So it's like kind of a real old school strip mall feel. Well, on the same, it's funny you mentioned on the same trip, uh, we went by your apartment, Rick. Uh, like, we were literally a block from your apartment. You were at work. Uh, but downtown Lombard has some really cool old kind of stuff, too. We parked outside. The, there's a music shop there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know the name of it. It's escaping me. I don't offhand. Then there was a like an oddities shop next to that. There was a like a magic shop there were like a bunch of skulls mm-hmm. in a uh, in a cabinet i'm like we won't be going in there no. and then <laughs> and then next to that was an old school candy shop so Addie's like i have 7 bucks let's go <laughs> so okay fine so we put our masks on we go in there and she's like blown away by the the penny candy right yeah. it's just stuff that it's it's hard to find so we got two we got a pound each for us and for our friends of chocolate covered gummy bears nice which are amazing those are sold like in the jar and she has to scoop them and weigh them and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and then andy was andy addy was perusing the penny candy and i saw for the first time in rick i don't know how long 15 years maybe bottle caps yeah bottle caps candy i'm like this is not gonna be as good as i remember but i'm gonna get it anyway just because for the nostalgia that stuff is amazing. Mm-hmm. I love bottle caps. I wish I could find them everywhere because they're just not. Unless you go to a place like that, they're really, really hard to find. Yeah, they're like if if you like sweet tarts, you'll like bottle caps. They're soda flavored. Yeah, root beer, cola, cherry cola, and then I think there's like a lemon lime. There's a couple mm-hmm. other ones in there. Orange soda, grape soda, and they're it, they're delicious. There's a really there's kind of a not like a pop rocks texture to it or like fizzy feeling to it but there mm-hmm. is a subtle fizz to them too yeah i love those and i also got sixlets nice. which are like the bb sized um little 
you know, chocolate balls and they're mm-hmm. covered in candy. They're basically just tiny M&Ms. Yeah. So in Lombard, like on that street, that's St. Charles Avenue. Uh, when, you know, like pre-COVID, on Saturdays, there was always a car show. So like because there's a lot of street parking up, oh, yeah. that, up that stretch, uh, there's always, and then in a lot of like the parking lots of businesses that are already closed, like a bank and other stuff, you just get tons of classic cars that are out there people have you know like people that go to shows they have their own little like placard thing about their car and so you can like walk up and down that stretch of st charles avenue and then like for businesses like that one uh like it's always packed because people are just rotating out getting a little getting ice cream or getting some candy or whatever because they have like a, a real small thing of ice cream too so yeah, that's like that's a really cool place. That's a, a really like fun stretch. It's like I think it's con- technically considered like historic downtown Lombard or something. Right. But uh but yeah, it's it's a pretty cool area cuz everybody most people think of Lombard and they think of like um Yorktown Mall and that type of stuff, which, you know, hey, there's a bunch of stuff there too, but this is kind of like a cool little like maybe somewhat under the radar stretch like by the train tra- by the train station and that kind of stuff. Okay, so by the way, I have to take issue with one of your neighbors. Um, drove past your place. Okay. So away from downtown, past your apartment complex, and then down there is maybe it's Main Street. Oh uh, yes. Right, okay. There's a house <laughs> that has like 700 plastic Santas on the lawn. Yes. What? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like they're just they're just they're just hoarding plastic Santas. And like there's maybe three or four varieties of Santas, mm-hmm. but there's literally probably 700 is an exaggeration. But I would say there's probably like 30 at least. At least 30. I would say at least 50. Okay. And I don't know if I ever told you this. I one day I used to have one of those as a kid. Someone stole it off our porch and I'm like I want to replace this. I always loved it. And I want to replace it for my parents. So I was driving past an antique shop in LaGrange, and I saw they had a whole bunch outside. I'm like, oh, sweet. Dro- like, literally, I like, did the two-lane <laughs> you know, turn off. Yep. And then you know, I'm like, hey, how much are these? Oh, that's 80 bucks. Well, it was a knee-high snowman. And he said they're just collector's items. Like they're, You can't buy them anymore. They're not available anywhere. Those molded plastic Santas or or you know uh nutcrackers or whatever Mm -hmm. they're super hard to find or super expensive so i was like i think we know where they all are (laughs) i don't love my parents that much thank you (laughs) and just was like all right i'll try somewhere else uh but yeah so that's a that's a gold mine on that person's lawn so if you want to cash in rick just steal a couple you can Hmm. pay off that ps5 you just got okay i will do that (laughs) i probably won't but still okay so i had uh i had the day off on wednesday so I was like, okay, I'll, uh, I was like, I'll, I, I want to go on, you know, like go somewhere and try something new food wise. So uh, I don't know if you've heard of this place, but I, I headed a bit south and I kind of had a taste for pizza. So I was like, okay. So I don't know if you've ever heard of the intersection of like 95th and California. Hmm. Uh, I have heard of that. Oh, interesting. So I had my first Los Angeles experience. Yes. <laughs> Tell me all about it. I, I had no idea. I know. I wanted to. I wanted. I wanted to get your your your, your uh, genuine reaction to this. So oh. I went and I got the. I just got a pepperoni pizza. Okay. And it was. I. I, hmm, 
I like I it was really really good. Like the you know the crispy crust, the sauce you can tell it's like a real authentic, like really good sauce, quality of ingredient really good. Like obviously highly recommend for anybody out there. And I was really classy too because I really didn't have any anywhere else to go, so like I got it, and then. I drove back to like, I don't know why I do this, but in in that type of situation, the place where I drove to eat it, like I always have to go back to something that I feel like I know. So I was like parked in the crappy part of the parking lot of the Chicago Ridge Mall. Oh, wow. You went a long way with your pizza. I did. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why. Like, I'm just weird like that. And I think I was kind of zoning out listening to a podcast, too. Yeah, I get you want to be somewhere familiar. That makes sense. Yeah. So I had that I had uh, I got two cans of pop because and that wasn't even just because I wanted to make it seem like it was for two people. That was just because I figured I would need two (laughs) cans of pop. Oh, yeah, you need to for sure. Yeah. So I was thoroughly impressed. Very, very good. I don't know if I would say like the best I've ever had, but it is certainly way high up there on my list. So full seal of approval for me on Los Angeles after you mentioning it. 70,000 times on the podcast (laughs) before I mentioned it once. Well, I have to admit, like, part of the reason I love it is it's been my place my entire life. And everyone has a a bit of a bias for that. But, like, you agree that it's excellent. Everyone that's ever tried has agreed that it's excellent. Someone said this on the Facebook yesterday, and I'm sorry I didn't write down a name. They tried it for the first time and got sausage and jalapeno. Uh, I will say, what to me, what makes Los Angeles is their sausage. Their sausage is outstanding. So I think if you were to try it with sausage, it might tick it up a notch for you. And uh, the experience of eating at Los Angeles when they bring the pizza out, when it's totally fresh, right out of the oven, it's almost unmatched. Like it's it's so, so great. And it does make a bit of a difference. It's not bad if you take it somewhere and, you know, you know that you just did it. It's still very, very good. And we, we do take out all the time with it. But having it fresh right out of the oven is absolutely the, the way to go and but if you're going to try it for the first time and you're up in the air about toppings i would recommend getting sausage because that's their real real specialty did you you didn't get anything else did you get like fries or did you get um no yeah so i knew, the, I, knew the, I knew the pizza would be like enough for me because for once i didn't want to get completely stuffed you know how there's just sometimes where you're like i want to be full i don't want to be full I no, I totally understand that. I usually bring home a big boy beef for the next day. That's <laughs> so I'll have the pizza. Wait, wait, wait why couldn't you beef. just go back the next day? Well, it's far from me. It's probably Rose Angels is like thirty five minutes from my house. Oh, okay. Yeah, so fair. it's it's not around the block or anything. So it is a commitment to make a run out there. And I still go probably twice a month or whatever, but it is a bit of a it's not an everyday oh. possibility for me. So the other thing that I noticed is when I'm I'm driving to Los Angeles and just kind of like scoping everything out because pretty much, um, what is it? Is it Ridgeland? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where the that's where, that's the, mall where the mall is. is. Right? Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I had like I have friends that uh, uh, live in in Burbank. So like I've gone like taking the left onto Ridgeland before. But I've never like I've never really gone through that. I've never gone further. So mm-hmm. I'm like looking at everything, and I was like, "Holy crap! It's a cold stone. That's actually open." Oh yeah, yeah. I well, forgot about that. Yeah, there's like not one by us anymore that that's open. It's like the closest one I think is like downtown Naperville. So I 
so I was still out there. I'd had my pizza. I let it settle a little bit. And then I was like, okay, I think I got enough room. So then I went to Cold Stone <laughs> and I got my cookie. Don't you want some? And it's it, and it just like really hit the spot. Well, that'll do. And one thing about Los Angeles, too, is it's it's very hot. Mm-hmm. And I often will burn my face off because I don't want to wait to uh, take a bite. I just want to take a bite right away. Um, so, yeah, ice cream is a nice, perfect follow up for Los Angeles. But, yeah, I'm glad you went. I'm very excited about that. Yes. Oh, so with the cold temperatures, one other thing that I I think it was something that you said before we started recording that made me think of this. Uh, I have had the issue uh, now with it getting colder. You have to work on your timing especially for someone that like me that I pretty much like to shower right before I walk out the door more or less. Mm -hmm. Well, that can be an issue because when you then go outside, like, and I take hot showers, especially in the winter. So when I start to, you know, put on actual like long pants and my zip up and stuff like that, I start to sweat. So Mm -hmm. by the time I get to the elevator, I'm trying to not look like a huge sweaty mess. I'm, I'm going to be huge no matter what, but a sweaty, I don't want to look like a sweaty mess. So then it's, you get outside and there's been multiple times where I get outside and because I'm already so warm and I'm afraid of like all the sweat that's going to hit my shirt, I will take off my zip up before I get to the car just so that I cool off a little bit. So Fats needing to balance out your timing or maybe your shower temperature if you know you have to leave right away. Probably a good thing that I have not mastered yet and I'm really not willing to uh, compromise on because there are few things better in this world than a nice hot shower. Yeah, you're right. And I'm having what launched the conversation was I'm having one of those days where I took too hot of a shower and I didn't cool down, and I'm just sitting in a pool of sweat right now, mm-hmm. and I'm not a sweaty person. You know this. You sit by me. I'm not a sweaty person, um, but for whatever reason, I cannot control my temperature right now, and it's funny. You mentioned it. I didn't even realize it when you were saying it. I'm wearing my Los Angeles t-shirt. <laughs> I'm going to have to probably change this uh, before the day gets out because I'm sweating in it. The problem is, too, my basement where I record is the opposite of what you want your house to be. Um, or no, it's the extreme of what you want your house to be in the weather. So if it's summer, it is 12 degrees in my basement. Yeah. If it's winter, it's 85 degrees in my basement. So I had to open my window down here and it made it tolerable. But man, when I first came down here right out of the shower, just had a cup of coffee. I had the, the horrible post shower sweats. That's the worst. Yep. We need a solution for that. But I'll tell you, even if you have the post shower sweats, if you use Dr. Squatch, you're still going to smell pretty damn good. Dr. Facts. Squatch Soap Company, they've been with us for, what, almost six months now, and we cannot be happier with our partnership with Dr. Squatch. You've heard us talk about it, but this is the time of year. And get in soon. Here's something I've noticed, by the way, not not uh, not tied to Dr. Squatch, just in general. The USPS is really, really delayed right now. Um, I am trying to ship out my books and it's taking like 10, 13, 14 days sometimes for my books to arrive via mail. Everything is shipping slowly. So if you're going to order Christmas gifts, the time is now. You've got to get those orders in now if you want to get them in time. Dr. Squatch is the perfect gift for the man in your life that's hard to buy for. Those bars of soap are perfect little additions to, you know, a stocking stuffer or, uh, you know, I got him this and I, I could use one more little nice thing. Go place a bulk order at drsquatch.com. Get five or six bars and distribute them to your friends, all the people you got to buy for. They're all going to be thrilled. 
head there, drsquatch.com. When you're ready to check out, use that promo code IMFAT20. You'll save 20% on your order while helping the podcast at the same time. Lots of new scents to check out. They've just launched their deodorant. The toothpaste has been out there for a few months. Uh, it's everything at Dr. Squatch is great. It's all natural. It's handmade in the USA. And we get emails all the time from our listeners that have become Dr. Squatch users or Dr. Squatch subscribers, and they rave about it. They love it. They're so happy with their investment. And uh, I've been using it and I have not stopped and I will not stop because I'm absolutely addicted to Dr. Squatch. And when it arrives in the mail, it is the happiest day of my week. So go to drsquatch.com, use that promo code IMFAT20. If you need some guidance, there's that Squatch quiz on the top right side of the page. That'll sort of help guide and inform your purchases a little bit. It'll show you like, here's the sense we have, here's what they do. Some are more moisturizing, some are more exfoliating. Take that quiz and they'll make you, they'll help you select the perfect package for you or the person you're buying for. DrSquatch.com, promo code I'mFat20. So I didn't expect to have another new food experience this week, but there's a thing at the score that happens with the afternoon show, and it was Chris Tanhill and Shane Reardon that started this. It's called Pizza Fridays, and it's because on Fridays they want pizza, so they get pizza. And this was started by Lynn Bramer, I believe. So... It's Pizza Fridays because on Fridays they get pizza because they want pizza on Fridays. That makes perfect sense. Okay, good. So the place that brought pizza this week, and they actually contacted them about, hey, can we bring our stuff over, was Renali's Pizza Restaurant in Lincoln Park. It's I don't on know that one. It's on Lincoln Avenue, just south of Armitage. And let me tell you, I was floored by how good this place was. Like, I figure, you know, a place that's that good, you've probably heard of it before. I had not heard of it. I had, you know, because I'm me, I had the pepperoni pizza. And I think what makes it is the crust is like thin, but it's not like cracker thin. But it's still got like a nice crunch to it, even though like the bottom of it is a little more flexible. It was the bigger pepperonis. You know, you're used to like the normal smaller ones. These are the big pepperonis. And also little ground up bits of garlic, not too many, but just mm. little ones on each slice. And it's like a real nice thing to kind of give a little bit of kick. So they brought a sausage pizza, which was really good. The sausage was like almost closer in terms of like texture and stuff to like a meatball. But it, it was fantastic. I, I had to like grab a couple slices go into a side studio and like keep doing work so that I wouldn't eat all of it before people got a chance. It was incredible. So highly recommend it. Uh, I glanced at their website. They got a lot of varieties too. So if you're more adventurous than we are normally on your pizza, they've got options for you. They got specialty pizzas. You can build your own, that type of thing. Renali's Pizza Restaurant on Lincoln Avenue, just south of Armitage in Lincoln Park. Give it a spin because really, really good stuff. That sounds amazing. All right, should we do some Ask a Fat questions? Uh, one, one last thing oh, that I oh, can do quick. Oh, oh, oh. I know it's like we all, we're always like we're thinking. Yeah, we got much more time for questions, and then like all these things come up. So <laughs> Jeremy on Twitter uh, sent this to us at I'm Fat Pod. It was a picture of a driver's window where. Clearly, the person, the driver is not in the car anymore, but he put up this uh, printed piece of paper that said, 
I'm fat, so don't park close. Have a nice day. One, that's self-aware. Our guy. Two, that's great for logistics. Three, I had something like this happen to me in the Prudential Plaza garage uh, coming out of work. Nightmare. I was on the first floor, and the spots that are not on the outside are fairly narrow. So you need to be able to, you know, like actually know how to park. Well, well, that's a problem for 90% of America. So. Pretty much. So what I think happened is I was in like the third spot in. So if you if you are going into this garage, coming down to the first level, the first row is the row that is against you. So you obviously don't turn down that one. It's It'll loop around the other way. I think what happened is the person that parked next to me just zipped in and didn't get the proper angle to park. It would not have mattered how big I, well, unless I was like super, super, super skinny, there's no way to get into my car without the door touching the other car and not just a touch. Like I felt, I would have felt bad if this person like clearly didn't just like be lazy and like Jake, the rules of like the parking garage just to get in their spot, you know, like 20 seconds faster. So I had to not only like I really gently rested my door against theirs, but I kind of had to push a little bit just to squeeze my fat ass into the car because she had gone over the line into my spot. So I really had no other way to get in the car. I couldn't have gotten in from the passenger's door passenger door because I was right up against. Was I up against? I don't remember if I was up against like a post. But I knew that wasn't a viable op, a viable option. And just with the car, I couldn't go in from like one of the back doors, the trunk or something like that. So this was my only option. And I think I left a little bit of a mark and I'm probably a bad guy (laughs) because I didn't leave a note or anything. I just left, but I was so mad. I didn't do anything extra to try and hurt the person's car. I just did the absolute bare minimum just to be able to get in my car myself. I was so self-conscious while also being so mad at the other person for being incredibly lazy. Like, how can you park your car, look at where it is, and then be like, oh, this other person's screwed, but whatever. I hate that, and I hate when there's other people that do it on purpose because, like, your their car is more important than yours. Right. Well, in that parking garage, it's definitely possible because there's so many high-end cars, but this one was not one of them. <laughs> well, I don't think you're obligated to leave a note unless there is significant damage or, like, they were parked normally. If they are going to park poorly, they're putting themselves in a situation where their door is going to get dinged. Like, you were doing the best you could to avoid that, and we're not able to avoid it. You have every right to be able to get into your car. So I wouldn't feel bad about not leaving a note. As long as you didn't, like, take a gash out of the door. No, no. You know, and I would have left a note saying, like, hey, um, sorry this happened, but you parked really, really close. And then take a picture of the situation in case they do get in touch, mm-hmm. you know, and then handle it from there. But that sucks. That's a crappy situation for everybody, especially when you're fat, because then going in the passenger door is not an option because you're too fat to do that. Right. <laughs> it's just it's brutal. So oh, that sucks. I think you handle it f- fine. And, you know, a little door ding isn't going to hurt anybody. Right. And if they're so concerned about it, stay in your damn lane. <laughs> All right. Now let's get to those ask effect questions. 
For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg. And real cheese folded over the side, looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions. And a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats. Ask a Fats this week are brought to you by our friends over at Team Hochberg. If you're looking to purchase a home or refinance your home, call our guy David Hochberg at 855-56-DAVID or visit his website 56david.com. Listen, we all have so much going on right now. Like at the top, you heard Jay talking about the stresses of having to deal with Christmas and everybody having holiday issues that they're having to deal with because of the pandemic. When you're also trying to think about buying a home or selling a home or finding money, so maybe refinancing a little bit, you don't want to have to put as much thought and worry into that. That's where Team Hochberg comes in. They do everything to help you be in the best position possible to maximize what you're trying to do, whether it's raising your credit a little bit so that you can get the best interest rate on a loan, or if you're refinancing, what your best option is in terms of type of refinance to either maximize the money you're able to get out of it right now, or to be able to get money to do something to you know improve your home. So that way it can maybe sell for sell at a better price. All those types of things are things that Team Hochberg can help you with. Everybody knows David and he's really well trusted in the industry and also just like people that we know because I'm sure you've heard David's name before and it's not just because of yeah he knows people that'll put in a good word for him. It's because he just does really good work and so does Team Hochberg also you're driving around or you got nothing to do on a Saturday morning and you're thinking about buying, selling, or refinancing your home, on WGN Radio AM 720, Saturdays from 10 to 1 is his show, Home Sweet Home Chicago. He has great guests on to give a lot of great information, and he takes your calls, giving out information that can help everybody maximize their opportunity when buying, selling, or refinancing. So once again, call Team Hochberg at 855-56-DAVID or visit 56david.com. Homeside Financial is equal housing lender, NMLS number 1124061. Hi, David. Thank you for loving us. We love you too. Love you. And by the way, you say, Rick, people put out a good, put out, just have a good word for him. There's a reason. You don't say nice things about people that suck. Um, <laughs> David's a good man and he'll take care of you. So trust him, 56david.com. All right. First email comes from Mac from Bartlett. He says, as we sadly watch Kyle Schwarber leave town, to find a new place to play. Are we saying farewell to a fat, so long to a husky, or just goodbye to a strong, barrel-chested man? If Schwab were Pablo Sandoval, I would not be asking. <laughs> <laughs> so Fair. here's the thing, and Rick, I think you can attest to this too. Schwarber is not nearly as big as he appears. When you see him in person, he's definitely built. He's probably got a little bit of a like a beer, like a dad gut. Mm-hmm. But Kyle Schwarber is not a fat person. I think that the word we would use, what do we got? We got skinny, we got normie, we got doughy, but he, but he's like a muscular doughy. Hmm. He's kind of hard to evaluate in that way. Yeah. But he's uh-huh. a big, strong dude. But I think that 
in terms of baseball players that yes we will claim him and uh we will say goodbye to him i'm gonna i'm gonna put him up there as, as husky or stocky that'll yeah. be my term yeah i think that's fair because that encompasses a little bit more build as well so right. I, I yeah i definitely think that makes sense and it wouldn't shock me if he's back uh either with the cubs or socks that wouldn't totally surprise me so how would you feel rick you're a Sox fan how would you feel about schwarbs being your dh um well i i guess it depends on the other options out there that are viable yeah. but on the whole i'd be fine with it yeah especially I mean, since it seems like nobody's you know going to be making any money which don't get me started on baseball owners and you know them clutching pearls at the thought of a 20 percent uh luxury tax oh they're gonna buy that second yacht rick dude i'm i i say it all the time and maybe it's just because it's the sport that i follow most closely just look at the luxury tax rules for the nba where i think it's in your first time it's like a minimum of a hundred percent tax or like a 50 percent tax at minimum so don't tell me about clutching pearls over 20 percent if you want to win you pay it yep uh so that's that's our sports break for this week stick to food fatty <laughs> all right this question from john if you could bring back one discontinued snack item what mm. would it be he says his would be the keebler pizzeria chips oh i remember those i don't know if i've ever had them but i they were good is it too soon to say spicy mcnuggets because they're gone yeah right <laughs> oh man that's good. okay how about this yeah i was thinking count, i was thinking more dessert ish yeah all right does this count okay does twinkies the way they used to be made count i think so like bring back the old recipe the one full of trans fats and mm-hmm. lard and all that stuff because the new ones they kind of suck they're very mealy they're very dry bring me back the moist twinkies I thought of a couple. All right. Uh, in terms know. of in terms of a drink, <laughs> Ecto Cooler. Ecto Cooler was excellent. Yes. What was the flavor, by the way? Green. Yes, green <laughs> was the flavor, and and not like vegetable green. It was like artificial green. Oh, by the way, we didn't mention this. I love fries. Yeah. They sell the little barrel drinks, the little hugs. They do like little juice hugs. Yes. That's, That's awesome. on the menu there. All right. Anyway, sorry. Uh, another one I like my runner up was pudding pops. Oh, that is a great answer. Yeah. Two weeks pudding in pops a row. are awesome. Two weeks in a row for Bill Cosby, too. How about that whole deal? Yeah. And number one for me, the Flintstone push up pops. Oh, yeah. They still make them, though. They're just differently branded. Do they? Yeah. They still make push ups. Ah, okay. I think they're just not Flintstone. Variety? Maybe SpongeBob now. Well, they're clearly not as good then, even though SpongeBob's great. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I think kids don't know who the Flintstones are anymore. <laughs> right. Which is sad, but it's true. Um, speaking of how old we are and dad jokes and all those things. But yeah, um, boy, those are two good ones. Pudding Pops, though. Oh, those are amazing. Mm-hmm. They've got to still be made. They're just not made. I, that can't be the When's case. the last time you've seen them? I don't know. It's been forever, and I'm in the ice cream aisle a lot. There's got to be some knockoff. I'm going to look. I'm going to look more closely next time because they've been sort of out of mind. Yeah. Since, you know, Bill Cosby went to prison. (laughs) Good Lord. Oh, what a time to be alive. All right. Got one here from Bob. He says, every time I eat Papa John's, I feel real sad. Is that normal? (laughs) 
Yes. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay, Rick, what do you got? Also, (laughs) so if you want to feel less sad, I always say, Uh get the seasoning packet. The seasoning packet limits tears because it absorbs the moisture and also adds flavor. It's science. Okay. You're not going to give your uh, special Papa John's creation out again? (laughs) I don't think I need to. I've done (laughs) it so many times. I just love it. All right. It just brings me so much joy. (laughs) This one's from (laughs) Kyle. Great question here. With honey baked ham season upon us, what is the best temperature? Cold out of the fridge, room temperature, or warm? Oh, man. That's a good question. I'm going to eliminate room temperature. Yes. I need some sort of... It's got to be hot or cold, and they both have value. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to say if I had to choose one, I'm going to say cold. Okay, because I'm going hot. Okay. Because a fresh honey-baked ham, oh, mm-hmm. there's few things better in this world. And I think maybe it's because I associate the warm honey-baked ham more with this time of year. So maybe that's why I go for it, because you can get like really good cold ham all year round. Sure. But yeah, like that honey baked ham company, whenever you see that logo and it's coming into your house, maybe that is the sign you're having a good day. I've never been in a proper honey baked ham store. Can you like go in there and get sliced ham? Like, can you go buy it like lunch meat? I don't know. I've never been. There's actually one not. There's actually one in Villa Park, not far from uh, from I Love Fries, but I've never been in there. Well, we got to do some research. If you know, if you have a honey baked ham hookup, let us know. All right, uh, I got one here. Oh, is it my turn? Or your turn. Your turn. Your turn. My turn. Yeah. Uh, this one is from our guy Lance. He says, "Where do we stand on impossible slash beyond faux meats?" The concept initially was laughable to me as a lifelong Big Mac fan, and I thought they would be weird, gross patties of mush black beans. Then I tasted them and admit I was surprisingly won over. I don't know if it's because portobello mushrooms are savory as F or AF or what, but they're delicious. The Impossible Whopper is excellent, and the slider is good, too. Is Impossible Meat an insult to the fat community, or are we okay with it since, bottom line, it actually tastes good? I've not tried it. I've heard the same thing that it is pretty good, Mm -hmm. but here's the thing. It's not healthier than meat, right? So if your standpoint is, I just want to eat less meat for environmental reasons for to protect animals. Cool. I just like, I don't know. Maybe I'm selfish. That's like not really on my radar. Um, I just would prefer to have regular meat. I'm, I just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really interested in it, but I'm not people have everyone who's trying to said it does taste good. It tastes like meat. So I don't know, maybe I'll try one, but like when I'm in the drive through, like the real thing is there, right? Why would I, I not just get the real thing? I think so much of it is around branding because the yeah. fact that they brand it as meat, that's the difference because okay. that's part of what I don't like about it is it's like, it's not meat. So don't call it meat. Or, you know, like, like, that's my problem with it, Uh, because then it's I get that it's to help people get over the fact of, you know, oh, it's vegetables and stuff like that, which obviously we understand. But I don't I don't know. I've never had the desire to even try it. I, I, you know, I I just don't because I'm curious. But like if someone had one, I would take a bite. Sure. 
uh, in non-COVID times, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I just, I think I can't see myself ever like going up in order. Like, I would imagine like at some point at the score, we would have gotten sent a bunch, yeah. you know, to go along with an ad campaign or doing. Uh, and I would have tried one then, but I just can't see myself actually pulling the trigger in a drive-thru. All right. This one is from four for four. The last four being F-O-R-E. Okay. You guys talk about texture in food. What's your favorite texture in the food world? Oh, okay. Well, this is, there's a lot, you can go, we can go very simple here, Mm -hmm. like crunchy or soft or whatever. My first thought was I like when, um, like a candy shell is crushed up in a soft substance. So like a Reese's pieces, or um, an M M&M and M, or something like that, where the candy shell becomes like a grainy um, complement to the rich chocolate or the rich peanut butter. That's kind of my favorite hmm. sensation with the food, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't really know how else to answer because it's it all varies based on what I'm eating. Yeah, I, I think for me, one that I love is when there is a not necessarily crunchy but like some sort of substantial outside with a really fluffy light inside. So actually, okay. actually one of the one that surprised me that holds up is the, you know how like pizza hut has been advertising the uh, original pan. Yes. That's very actually, good. By the way, that's actually a great example of that where the outside is still kind of crunchy, but then the inside is nice, light and fluffy. Okay, so or or even something like um, like uh, is that like a French bread or is that more like an Italian bread? On what? Where like it's got where it's like super light on the inside, but then like still actually has a little bit of oomph to it on the outside. Yeah, like a garlic bread or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would imagine then you are a fan of edge pieces of brownies. Yes, very. That's a great example. Okay. Uh, I, I'm with you. I feel you. We're on the same page. I am an edge brownie guy every time. I'm an out out piece of pizza guy, a crust piece every time. See, I, uh, I'm good with the... I think it's partially because uh, my brother Casey, who's my brother who's only like four years younger than me, so we've been you know having to share pizza for a lot longer. <laughs> uh, he is almost exclusively an outside piece person, so I'm like, okay, I'll take the inside pieces. That's fine. So yeah, I am. I mean, much more, eat them. I'm much more amenable to inside pieces. Don't get me wrong. I will eat in any, but if I'm loading up my plate, if the pizza box is opened and I'm loading up my plate, it is all crust pieces. By the way, once again, last night, Rick had got the Aurelio's spinach, garlic, and tomato. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I know it's crazy. I know you would never predict this. It is the best Aurelio slice you'll ever have. Wow. I'm telling you, I don't know what it is. I don't understand it, but it's amazing, and I love it. And I was like, okay, maybe the third time it won't be as delicious as the first two. Nope. <laughs> just, <laughs> just as good. Just as good this time. And, man, Aurelius, we had the uh, – somebody – this is such a funny story. Someone that I used to go to Hawks games with. His name is Mark. The only relationship we had was we sat near each other at Hawks games. Okay, so this is back in, like, the Tyler Arneson really, really bad Blackhawks era. When you would like have 12 people to a section. Mm -hmm. So you become friends with these people out of nowhere. Mark writes me on Facebook like, hey, I moved out of the state. I know you live in Homewood. 
can I mail you my Aurelio's pizza shields? You know, the shields that like come off the perforated box. Yeah. I'm like, cool. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Here's my address. So like a week later, I had totally forgotten about it. I get this package. I'm like, what is this? Open it up. And it's just a bunch of pizza shields and a mailer. And like some of them still have sauce on them and stuff. I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. So we had 20 shields and they've changed it. It used to be 20 shields will get you 10 bucks off. But now it's a buck off per shield up to five. So it's almost a better deal that way. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, Aurelio's was great again last night. All right. I got one more here from Maggie. She says, what is your favorite holiday treat to eat a lot of? Hmm. Well, either of our cookies that we brought up would qualify. Those are definitely good. I'm trying to think of something else, though. Huh. Well, I got mine. Yeah. Have you ever had Oreo balls? Oh, my. Yes. Okay. Yes. If you don't know what Oreo balls are, these are, look them up. Anyone can make these. Honest to God, Rick, you could make these. Mm-hmm. It's Oreos smashed up, cream cheese. Okay, so then you mix the mashed up Oreos and cream cheese. You form those in the balls, and then you melt um, like candy quick. It's like meltable chocolate. It could yeah. be chocolate. It could be white chocolate, whatever. It's called candy quick. You melt that in like a Pyrex measuring cup, and you just either drizzle it on top, or you put the Oreo ball in it and just like scoop it out. And then you let the candy harden, and that's it. Dude, I could eat 500 of those without blinking. I would die, but yes. I could do it. Oh, they absolutely. They are absolutely the best thing ever. And uh, I know we're double stuff, mega stuff, whatever. You got to do traditional Oreos because the ratios are all wrong if you don't do traditional Oreos. Yeah. So just it's, get it's regular. It's a different context. Yeah. So th- I, I'm t- that's the whole recipe. You put a bunch of Oreos in a Ziploc bag. You crush them as well as you can. You roll them in the balls with the cream. You mix them with cream cheese, roll them in the balls, and drizzle it with the candy quick, and you're done. They're amazing. They don't get baked. They're just fantastic. That is the perfect call. Because I so this is maybe just a thing with like my family and stuff. We don't do a ton different food wise during the holidays. Like I don't know why. We just never have. But that is such a good call because like when I think of Oreo balls, I think of meeting up with friends from college in our time, like after college, because the first person that I, that I had, or the first time I had them was, and I want to say it was like new year's Eve or something. And I was at my buddy's place and his, uh, his now ex-wife made them. And we were all like, Oh my God. Like, this is this is a damn thing right here. And I'm mad that I did not know about said thing earlier. <laughs> yeah, they're so um, I, I might make some today. <laughs> like, I really just thinking about them. I gets have to have what gets you into a lather. Yeah. Oh, my, my aunt Julie made them for the first time. And I took a bite and it was like, oh, my God, what was the thing? Homer Simpson took a bite of something and he like had a psychedelic trip. It wasn't the pepper. But he ate something that was so good and so fattening that he was just like, oh, my God, this is it. That was my feeling with that. Okay. This is the dessert made for me. <laughs> All right. Time for this or that? Yes, sir. All right. You know what? I will lead off this week. Oh! Yeah, we got some on the old Twitters at I'm Fat Pod. So the first one, 
is something we've talked about before, so we can probably go over it real quick. From Jay, Little Debbie or Hostess? Little Debbie. Yep. Just more variety. More variety, and when they make the same thing, such as Swiss cake rolls versus Ho-Ho's, the Little Debbie always wins. And we're in Christmas tree season, Little Debbie Christmas tree season. True. Also, they have Star Crunch, which is the game changer for me. You can't go wrong. And by the way, was it last week someone asked us how we eat the, uh, uh, what is it, Nutty Buddy? Like, do you eat it in layers? Yep. My friend Brian, who we mentioned, uh, we mentioned every week, uh, he said that's how he he eats his. And he also had a great theory about fried food uh, and why we like cookies so much. I tweeted the text from him. Go check it out at I'm Fat Pod. I'm not going to read here, but yeah, give me a little Debbie every time. All right. This one comes from Popcorn Andy. This is our buddy who goes to the movie theater several times and then walks out and goes back in and refills his popcorn. Yes. Uh, it's a, That story is on our Instagram at I'm Fat Pod. Look for the fat guy with a beard eating popcorn to hear it's that story. It's an all-timer. It's an all-timer. Uh, he says, hello, my friends. Two questions. One for Jay. One for Rick. I'll start with you, Rick. Rick, Bulls or White Sox? Uh, bulls. 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 <laughs> and he says, Jay, Blackhawks or Cubs? Uh, Hawks. Blackhawks for me. We're both both the rarity where we are winter sports people. Yeah. Several. uh, I mean, there's economic reasons why they're more dependent on the Blackhawks, too. Well, yeah, there's that. uh, It's just they've just been like part of my life for my whole life. So that's and the Cubs are. I miss the Cubs more when they're gone. Like I long for baseball, but I think Mm -hmm. there's so much that where it's like the end of winter and it means spring is close and it just symbolizes a lot yeah um, I, I but get that. i'll say this how about this baseball over hockey blackhawks over cubs okay yeah see for me like yeah it, my family's maybe kind of rare even though like you know i i was born in 86 so like i grew up in the heart of the jordan era was like we were always a basketball family like first and foremost even though um my best sport which mind you playing wise is an extremely relative term was baseball (laughs) and my brother my brother casey uh he was he was a really good basketball player and also a really good baseball player uh and then shane was a really good football player but really i think all of our like we really love basketball most actually i think for like casey football's probably third it's like basketball baseball football for myself it's it's basketball and then probably at at this point football and then baseball but that's still pretty close and then for Shane it's basketball and then I would think probably football but since he's been more sedentary he's uh he's really started to love baseball more the last few years do you ever think back I I do this all the time because I was an athlete throughout high school I wish that I could play the sport with the knowledge I have of the games now. absolutely. Like if I had the understanding of football then that I do now, I would have been so much better. Like when I played football, it was like, is it a pass or is it a run? Am I pulling or not? Which which gap is the ball going to? And that's all I needed to yep. know, right? And it was whatever. Just call the play and I'll do what I need to do. If I had my knowledge and st- like with baseball, like baseball strategy, like hitting situationally, like all those things, like if the shift existed when I played, I would have batted zero, zero, zero because I hit the ball at the same place every time. 
I just I wish I could I wish my body and my mind were synced up. Yeah, no, I mean, for like for baseball, that was the only reason I was able to survive is because like I had like, you know, I had the pretty good knowledge base to start with, like because Casey was such a better athlete than me. I always we would do this thing in the front yard where I would have the ball and we would play through a game. But it was really just me tossing the ball around. And we had like, you know, this tree is second base this what what was it it was like the sept like the uh was it the septic pump or something like that was third yeah. base and like throwing the ball back to me was first and i would just be like all right we got you know i go through eat all 27 outs and then sometimes i'd throw it so he couldn't get it so there'd have to be runners on base so like that was my kind of thing is i will like i'm always been like a bigger dude but i've never been like a home run hitter I've always been more line drive. So yep. I so I was decent at being able to hit it, you know, hit it where they ain't, more or less. I kind of Tony Gwinning it a little bit. So, but no, I, my baseball, like the knowledge base has always kind of been there for me. Like my dad was really good at teaching me like the why and that kind of stuff. In That's sports. so big in baseball, especially. Yeah. So like that was part of the reason I was able to survive because I – have like a speck of athleticism to me even when i was in better shape well that's what made it hard to coach softball because i you know i got nine and ten year old girls emily all right there's nine scenarios that could happen right now what are we gonna do you know, like, yep. i'm overwhelming them with information just let them pick up the ball let them throw it where they want and then we'll say okay next time you know yep you can't explain situational baseball to a nine-year-old it's no, impossible no okay all right, my uh, yep. my next one is from jason malts or shakes Oh boy. I do, I really don't have a preference. It's truly a it is a it is an order to order situation. It's whatever I have a taste for. I truly don't have a preference. I guess shakes would give you more variety. Yeah. Cuz you could do like a brownie shake or you know, there's like so many possibilities that might might not work with a malt. But, but when you have a taste for a malt. Yeah, it's, it yeah, really hits have the to. spot. Yep. Uh yeah, so are you are you malt or are you shake? I'm I'm shake if I'm only allowed to have one. Oh, by the way, pro tip, right now at Wendy's, if you give them I think it's a $2 donation to adoption, which I'm uh passionate about cuz I am adopted. Um, you know, cuz Dave Thomas was a big adoption advocate. Mm-hmm. 2 bucks, they give you a frosty keychain, free mini frosties for a year. Oh, that's if cool. If you buy that keychain, so go to Wendy's. Uh, you're going to go there anyway, Tubby. Uh, you might as well <laughs> get yourself that $2 keychain and get free Frosties for a year. Uh, pro tip. All right. I got one here from, from Tam Stewart. He says, dis or dat, brats or dogs, and best pap to drink with it. <laughs> and he spells pop, P-A-A-P. Perfect. That is perfect. Maybe I'm hot P- dogs all day on maybe that one, P-A-H-P? would be a little yeah. bit better but <laughs> but that's still great yeah i'm with you on on hot dogs we've talked before about how brats can be real finicky on quality yeah uh, so yeah give me a re- a nice hot dog every day of the week yep okay i don't know how many you have this is the last one i have i have uh two more okay so it's perfect this is from kevin all fried foods or all pizza options. So I think we're basically having to decide between pizza or fried food. Wow. Yeah, this, this hurts. is tough. This is tough. I was not ready for this sort of a question. We're really going at the core here, huh, Kevin? I'm trying to think. 
Fried food gives you the option of pizza rolls. True. This would mean no more. This, is this would mean no more pizza from Rosangela's, though. Yeah, but it would also mean no more fried chicken, no more chicken wings, no more mm. fries, no more. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you approach us with this level of question? Um. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to keep pizza. I'm going to keep pizza. It's tough. That's really tough. But I'll say it's a really hard decision. But it will. if I'm on the fence about it as much as I am, I'll take what I guess would turn into a healthier option. So if the worst thing I'm eating is pizza and not like deep fried everything, then I will probably live longer to eat more pizza. <laughs> so I'll go with that. This is hard. I don't like this question. I think I'm going fried food. Wow. I th shockingly, I didn't take the health aspect into into account. No, I know it's it's. Real, but, I mean, not only like pizza is healthy, but still, it, it's. Uh, boy, that is a tough that, one. That I, shook I, me to my core. Yeah, you know, I put these up on the uh, every week on the in, on the Instagram stories. Mm -hmm. I do the this or that so people can play along. I think pizza will win pretty substantially. I don't know from the all from the public all pizza options are all fried food. See, the, the, the key is I'm going to have to find the proper graphic to illustrate all fried food. Yeah. So people realize, like, oh, it's fried chicken. Oh, it's French fries. Oh, it's donuts. Oh, it's... <laughs> There's so many things in there. Right? Oh, my God. How dare you? All right. Uh, let's change the subject before I cry. Yes. Uh, this one from Seth. When it comes to casual snacking, which is better, chips or crackers? Give me chips all day. Yes. Agreed. And then Blake says, deep dish or thin? He says, given the choice between the two, I'd pick a deep dish over thin, but it's not what I order on the regular. So, Rick, deep dish or thin crust? Thin crust. Yeah, just tavern style. That's, that is what we should be known for in this city. Not necessarily deep dish, but deep dish every once in a while really hits the spot. But on the regular, it's definitely got to be thin. Yeah, if you're listening from somewhere other than Chicago, and I know we have a lot of people now that do. Mm-hmm. I would say deep dish to ta tavern style ordering ratio is maybe like one in 20 will be a deep dish. Yeah. Like I, it is the vast majority of the time I'm eating thin crust tavern style. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna, obviously thin tavern style is my favorite. Then deep dish, then New York style. I don't like the triangles as much. Okay. I'm fine with the triangles. Like New York, like it's still pizza. It's really good. But yeah, but no hate. Sabaro. Yeah. yeah. I'll send yeah. a New York slice. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a good bit. It is, but it's it's actually kind of true because I think Sabaro is amazing. Mm -hmm. Is Sabaro in the Pedway still open? Yes. Thank God. I, like, I went in there one day, uh, then everything shut down again. And Mitch is like, yeah, everything's closed. Rome is closed. Starbucks is closed. Panda Express is closed. Everything in the building is closed. So I was afraid that Sabaro, which I got to enjoy for a month before the pandemic hit. Yeah. Uh, I was afraid that was gone, too. Nope, and I'm glad to hear uh, that's you're, thriving. You're, it's Auntie Annie's down there, right? Yeah. The, the pretzel shop. Yeah. Auntie Annie's is still open. Subway is open. Sabaro is open. Uh -huh. And so is the whatever the name of the like hot dog burger place. That, pl that place okay. is still open. Okay. Thank God Subway is still open. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'll be honest. There's been days where I wasn't feeling pizza because maybe I had it like the night before. I've gotten I've gone to Subway. You just it, get the meatball sub? Uh, no, I get an, an Italian BMT. Okay. 
Or I'll go to Bockwinkle's and I'll get the Big Bock Italian. Yeah, that, I, that know, is good. I can't do Subway anymore because when you go into a, like the Walmarts that have Subway in them, yeah. why does it smell so bad? If you're baking bread, it shouldn't smell like a wet fart. It just, <laughs> it just shouldn't. I'm sorry. I can't get... Like, why does this bread smell? Bre- the, sm- the sound of baking bread should be something that brings me into the building, not pushes me out. Yes. So that's that's been a hang-up for me since Subway started going into stores like that. I think that's the perfect note to end on. So I want to remind everybody once again <laughs> to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Check us out on all our social media platforms at I'm Fat Pod. The Patreon, if you'd like to donate, if you want to get gifts for yourself, which is kind of what I did with my, you know, nice video game system sitting over here that I still have yet to unbox because I haven't had time. And now with the stupid Bears game, I won't have time again. Uh, but go to the Tee Public page. There's sales going on. So check those out. Even if you don't want to get anything I'm Fat Podcast related, use our link. That helps us out too. Uh, and check out our sponsors, Dr. Squatch with promo code I'm Fat 20. And for all your mortgage needs, check out Team Hockberg, 855-56-David, 56david.com. All right, 4J, I'm Rick. This is the I'm Fat Podcast. All right, I think we got a lot accomplished here today. <laughs> For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. ba 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 I participate in McDonald's.